All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Dropping the Gloves. What an exciting, exciting week in hockey. Tons of crazy, crazy results and finishes. And what what a special day. Who who do we have here with us? Ava. Gabriella. And why are you guys here? What's going on? It's Take Your Daughter to Work Day. Oh, so you guys, we have Ava and Gabriella here in the studio. So are you guys excited to be on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. What's your what's your most favorite part? Why are you excited to be here? Um, because I want to hear myself on in the car, and I want to hear myself in the car. So you guys listen to the podcast in the car when we're driving to school or to the store or wherever. So what? So you're going to hear yourself in a couple of days in the van. Now, what do you want to say to yourself? Hi, mm, myself, and Easter Bunny, and myself. <laughs> I want some eggs. You want some eggs from yourself and the Easter Bunny? <laughs> yeah. Ava, anything you want to say? Hi, Ava. <laughs> and what should we talk about today on the podcast? What, what should me and Tim talk about? Hockey. Oh, you want, you want to hear about hockey in the van? I like it. No, I want to hear about me. About you? So we should talk about you? Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get you guys out to go and color in the other room. Is there anything else you'd like to say before you have to leave? Say anything to your sisters or to mom? Um, Easter buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you little giggle monsters. Mama, I want a treat. Oh, looks like you have to stop and get a treat. Maybe at the ice cream store. The Dairy Lodge, maybe. Santa Claus. Santa Claus now? <laughs> Santa Claus. Santa Claus swing. Santa Claus was friendly, a giant unicorn and a giant ice cream cone. A giant unicorn and a giant ice cream cone. Wow. All right, girls. Sounds like my Christmas list. Yeah. All right. Bye, girls. I will have a good podcast. I'll see you guys in a little bit. So there we go. That was Ava and Gabriella. How exciting. Thank you for being nice about that, Larry. That ruled. (laughs) So anyways, that was cool. It's nice to have the kids in here. Bring your kids to work day. And that was nice. But now, on more pressing matters. Round one is over. Tim, did it go the way you expected? Not at all. Not a chance. It's almost mind-boggling how upside down everyone's bracket got flipped. If you got more than half of those matchups right, you're lying. I don't believe it. I got four out of eight. 
You okay. got two, two, three, maybe I three. three. I still don't think you pick San Jose, but we'll I see. I haven't, I haven't gone to the cup. I still do. Oh, you do. Yeah. I had my cup was Winnipeg and lightning. Yeah. So mine and- is completely done. So we're going to start over. We're going to re redo everything. I think everybody else is probably doing the same thing because who are these teams that are in the second round? And would you have picked 80% of them at the beginning of the year? Like there's not a chance you would have even thought any of these teams would make the playoffs, let alone be the last 16 teams or is it 16? It's eight. eight. There's eight left. The last eight teams left in the NHL. It's crazy. So let's, let's just talk about the biggest game seven. I think Bruins Leafs, everyone, they, the last three times the Leafs have made the playoffs, they played the Bruins in the first round and they've gone to game seven. It's been in Boston. This was the year that they were going to buck the trend. They were going to slay the demons. This was, They had Johnny T. This is it, baby. We're doing it. We're going to David Goliath. We're going we're gonna to slay the Bruins. And what happened? They lay a, an egg. Another sad egg, appropriately around Easter time. Your Bruins took them out behind the woodshed and showed them what big brother. They showed them what's what. It's like you said a couple of weeks ago, right? It doesn't end well for a little brother in these scenarios. It doesn't. It was cute. The big brother, you know, toyed around with the little brother. He let him win a couple of games just so, you know, he make it interesting. And then at the end of the day, experience and a couple bad turnovers. And that's all it takes in the playoffs, especially game seven. In a game seven, I've only been a part of one or a couple, I guess you should say with the Rangers, but I wasn't really too engaged with the Rangers. We talked about that last week, but when you're in a game seven, it's not who makes the most plays. It's not who goes out and creates opportunities. It is who takes advantage of the mistakes and who plays their game the safest. I know it's it's weird to say that, but you're not trying to score. You're not trying to create offensively. Just don't be the one who makes a mistake. Toronto right away, boom, boom, two mistakes, two turnovers, Dermot, and then poor Gardner. Like, I feel so bad for that guy. He's, he's got a bad back. He's been fighting it all series. He's battling through. But, man, there was – everybody was watching him because of what happened last year, because of massive collapse last year. And then he just goes out, and it happens again. He he reverses it to absolutely no one for the second goal. And the first goal, everyone was talking about Dermot's turnover. It was Gardner who should have pressured – the guy at the side of the net, he was worried about a backdoor pass, but there was no one there. If you watch the replay, he's kind of passively playing. Who scored the first one? Nordstrom. So Nordstrom sitting at the side of the net, terrible angle. Should have never gone in. Anderson's got to hold the post, but Gardner has to force him. There's no one backdoor if you watch the play. And he's worried about a backdoor pass to nobody. And he's kind of poking him with, like he's just playing him passive. If he pressures him, that play gets squashed right away. But he's he's so nervous about making a mistake and getting backdoored where if he, if he were to be aware of what's going on and know the guys on the ice, it was, I don't know. It's a bang-bang play and it's easy to be an you know, armchair quarterback and say, oh, you should have did this, you should have did that. But he should have went to that guy. So it is what it is. Poor Gardner. I... I did a little research, which I, you know, I'm always doing research, Larry. He's been dash 10 the last three game sevens played against the Bruins. That is unbelievable. That's an alarming fact. It's 
it's one of those things where it's for a player of his caliber. It's amazing that he, you can just completely just lay an egg three games in a row. It's un, and he's a great guy. I've met him. I've talked to him. I just, you know, I don't know what to say. It'll be interesting to see if the Leafs bring him back. I think because of this performance, they're going to let him walk, which is sad because he's a great defenseman. But man, oh man. I mean, he he is a good defenseman. I think like a lot of Toronto writers are saying that if he leaves, the Leafs are going to miss him. But I think it's this at some point you got to listen to your fan because I think they're going to be outraged if he resigns. He's an easy scapegoat. He's an easy one to you know point your finger at and say we lost this game because a lot in in large part to you. Uh, we don't want you back. Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. And then what do you do there? It's tough because they let him walk and then they don't really have a lot of mobile defensemen as it is. And then they're going to have to go on the open market and try to find a mobile defenseman who can move the puck and he's decent in the D zone. And that's Gardner. And then they're going to, they're going to pay through their nose for someone who's just like Gardner. But I just think that relationship is kind of gone the way of the dodo and everybody just needs to go their ways because man, Oh, I feel bad for the kid. It's just like, he's such a good player and he's really just buried himself. Those three games. You can't get out of his own way. No, I'm like, don't reverse it. No one's there. Don't, don't reverse it. What are you doing? So anyways, the Leafs are gone. I predicted it. I think I predicted it in seven, maybe six. I can't remember, but Leafs nation is crushed. The parade is off. The, uh, do you see the, the reaction video of them all in the, uh, the square there and the show, the thing, the Bruins empty net goal, the first one where, yeah. where is, you know, the, the nail in the coffin and they all just, just depressed and they're just scattering the instant the goal was scored. It's incredible. I've watched it like a hundred times. It, it gets <laughs> As a Bruins fan, that's the kind of stuff that gets me going. Everybody took off their Leafs jerseys and put on their Raptors jerseys and they said, okay, we're done with the Leafs. Yeah. It was a fun year. It was exciting, but maybe next year. But next year, it's just going to be the same thing. Bruins and Lightning. What are we going to do? They just can't get over that hump. I wonder if Tavares is kicking himself, himself because he had the option of signing with Boston this offseason. And he went home. He wanted to do the right thing. Hometown boy. Now he's like, oh, boy. Because Bruins, they have pretty much a clear path to the finals. Yeah. I mean, if you had told me back in October that they, the, the, round, the road to the playoffs, the road to the Stanley Cup would go through Toronto and then either – Columbus and then either Islanders or Carolina. I'd be okay. Well, Bruins are going to the Stanley cup. Yeah. It's, a, it's unreal how it, things have changed. They went through. Yeah. They're going to go through all oh, the lightning. They're going to lose there. Oh, then they're going to meet up with the capitals. Then that's going to be an amazing series too. Now it's like, well, okay. Columbus has been playing well. They had a great first round, but I think the Bruins can handle them. And then the next round, the Islanders and the hurricanes are going to be in the Eastern conference finals. I don't know. I was thinking this after Tampa loss to Columbus. I was like, oh, the NHL probably isn't happy about that. After Pittsburgh loss, I was like, whoa, the NHL has got to be a little, getting a little nervous. And then when Carolina won, I was like, whoa, Batman has got to be kicking himself because the way it works in the playoffs, that's when the NHL makes makes hay. The fan base comes out. The viewership goes up everything gets ramped up and all these big markets get engaged and you get fans who don't normally watch a regular season games. They just get totally, totally hooked on the playoffs because playoff hockey is one of the most exciting things in sports. And to have arguably, I would say four or five of the top 10 teams market wise out 
it's just like, what is going on? All the Canadian teams, Winnipeg, Calgary, Toronto, and then to have Tampa, Pittsburgh, Washington, it's like, whoa, the NHL has to be like, what can we do to drum up viewership? Because do you think a, a fan in Edmonton is going to want to tune into the Islanders or the, the Hurricanes or St. Louis, Dallas? Not a chance. It's nope. going to be, yeah. The poor NHL, like it's good for the hockey fam because it's different teams making the the second round. Like Tim was saying earlier, he's like, it, it's good. Fans are going to get to see Colorado. We're going to get to see more Dallas and St. Louis. There, there's exciting players on every team, but the casual fan they don't they don't care about that. They want to see Ovechkin and Crosby and Stamkos. Hey, you got to play. That's why they play the games, Tim. That's why they play the games. It is what it is. Another interesting thing I thought of when I was just researching and preparing for this episode, which I spent hours, hours, hours upon hours doing, the Islanders were supposed to play the Caps, and the Caps got bounced in overtime. And isn't it ironic that Trotz takes this band of nobodies, ragtag group from nowhere to the second round, and this team of superstars who had just won the Cup, who have all the talent and ability and experience in the world. This team should have walked through Carolina. They lose trots and all of a sudden they get beat by an upstart hurricanes team with a rookie coach in Brindamore who'd never been to the playoffs before. And it really does say a lot about how good of a coach trots is. Everybody was like, Oh, we'll be fine without him. You know, let him go to the Islanders. We don't want to pay him big money. And then look what happens. Eat your words. The Islanders were not, on paper better than the penguins they 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 won they dominated four straight carolina had no business even being in the same rink with the caps and look where we're at larry it's unbelievable someone should build trots a statue in long long island it's crazy i wonder if the caps are kicking themselves for taking their new car to for not ponying up the cash and letting him go it's it's just i don't know i think it's interesting it shows a lot what a coach can bring to a series Everyone thinks, oh, you know, the players win the games. Not necessarily. With a team, when you have a team of 20 players, the coach and the strategy and just getting the players ready for the game, it's the only sport, I think, where a team can beat individual talent. Basketball, you can have one or two good players who dominate a game. Look at the Warriors. They don't even have a game plan most nights, and they go out and just splash threes all day long. Football, you have a good running back and a quarterback. That sets your set your team up for the whole season. Baseball, you have a couple of good pitchers and a couple of good, you know, home run hitters. Your team's gonna be good. But hockey, I think, is the one sport where a coach and strategy goes a long way to winning a championship. And Trotz, he's got what it takes. He's got the magic touch. Tim, what do you think? What's your thoughts? I agree. I'm going back to uh Tavares for a second, because you mentioned it before. Like he almost signed with Boston, they're advancing. How about the Islanders though? This is a team that he left in the dust, a team that was projected for like probably get the first overall pick because they're they're going to be in the gutter. And Tavares loses in the first round and the Islanders upset the Penguins. I mean, he's got to be, how does he sleep at night right oh now? Oh my gosh. Well, he's at home, which, you know, that's what he wanted, <laughs> which is great. But every, yeah, the team he left because they couldn't go anywhere is in the second round and his loaded team of snipers in Toronto there it's 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 so funny how things work out. I love how the world works. It's just great. It's just I love it. This has been one of the one of the most exciting first rounds in recent history for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And it's funny it was exciting but the series weren't even 
There was three that went to the game sevens, but most of them were over in five or six. So a lot of overtimes, though. A lot of overtimes, a lot of just wild plays, just like the Sharks game. Game seven, I'm watching. I'm like, oh, man. The Sharks came up flat. Jones, he looked pretty good. Flurry looked unstoppable. Going into the third, you're down three, 10 minutes left. I was like, boom, I'm, this, is, this is done. And then the weirdest face-off play I've ever seen in my whole career. I've watched a lot of hockey. I've been in a part of a lot of games in the NHL. I've never seen a draw like that. Cody Eakin, I bet you if you go watch every one of his draws, he pushes a centerman like that, 80% of his draws. That happens every single game. It's not abnormal. It's not a dirty play. He didn't cross-check him in the face. He pushed him in the shoulders. The weird thing was Stasny came through to kind of cover his point man, and they got tangled up, and he just he fell awkwardly. And it was one of those plays where the ref's not watching the centerman. He's watching the D-man. He's watching the puck going to the net. So his focus is not on that spot. And, man, what what a turn of events to call that a five-minute penalty. It's, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it, it shouldn't have really been a penalty at all. But like in, in that circumstance, especially with Pavs getting hurt, okay, you call a two-minute minor. Maybe the, the Sharks get a, a goal if they're lucky, get a little bit of momentum back. But like to completely change a series like that, end someone's season, on a play that you didn't even really see, I mean, it's just... It's a it's gutsy tough. call. It's a tough pill to swallow for those guys, I'm sure. I know. And I, I'm, I'm guessing the ref was thinking, okay, the game, they have it in hand. I didn't see the play. All I see is... San Jose's captain lying motionless on the ice puddle of blood. Yeah. And the, and the line, he, he probably saw the action of Eakin going towards his face. So you assume he hit him in the face and that's what caused the concussion. That's, that's the assumption on the ice. I get that. And it also didn't help that Pavs, you know, lost all his chicklets the second game of the series from a slap shot or the first, I can't remember. So he is already got wounds that opened up probably right away blood he's unconscious it's a scary scary scene and when you're a ref you're like man you've had the league harp on you for years saying listen we're not going to tolerate headshots we need to crack down at this it's a tough thing when the fans and everybody's on you and that pressure point and it's already three nothing so boom five minutes it's it's the easy decision for the ref especially you're in san jose there's no way San Jose is going to score two goals, let alone three, let alone four. So they, they kick Eakin out. And what, like, I still get boop goosebumps watching that replay. I, I've watched it three or four times, maybe even five, just because it's so exciting to watch. The first goal, you're like, nice, Cooch. He, he, he turns around, he goes, that's one. Then boom, two, hurdle on the tip. Three, boom. Then four, LeBanc. Who was, whoever heard of this kid? He's so good. Like, he is unbelievable. Uh, uh, the Sharks found him from somewhere. He is like unbelievable how good he is. And that one call cost Vegas. And now the Sharks are in the second round and they are looking pretty good to go to the cup final because of that one call. Yeah. I mean, say what you want about the call too, but like credit to the Sharks, you still got to execute on it. You still got to take advantage of that opportunity. It's not like a given that you're going to score even one goal. Um, so, so the score four, four is pretty huge for them. I'm sure, I'm sure Jumbo got the boys all fired up and, uh, they came out flying and executed on it, which I mean, you got to give them credit for that. 
The refs it, didn't score four goals for them. No, they did not. Like they have one of the most lethal power plays in the league. They've always had a great power play. Even when I played there, it was unstoppable. And Carlson's looking good finally. Oh man, Eric Carlson. The Sharks. Well, William, he's getting ready to tee off. I think right about now. But the Sharks are scary. Just because of one penalty call, it is amazing how one little call can turn everybody around. Jonathan Marshall Show. Did you hear him? Yeah. His post game comments. He was oh, yeah. he was not too happy. It's all fair enough said, though. Yeah. What did you say? The league said what today? The league apologized to um, the the Golden Knights today for the for the call. Said we got it wrong. Should have <sighs> happened. Do you want to Do you want to hear that from the league? No. When you're getting you're packing up your bags, doing your exit interviews, and the league's like, "Oh, my bad." But De- DeBoer came right back when uh, someone asked him to comment on that, and he said, uh, "Well, there were a couple missed calls earlier in the game. It would have been nice to get a phone call from the league about that one." <laughs> Yeah, did you hear the coaches going at it? Gallant called DeBoer a clown before Game 7. I didn't hear that. Yeah, I, I love it when the coaches get after each other. It just makes it so much more interesting. Because you like when your coach sticks up for you and he's like going after the other coach and defending you, it's like, man, I love it. Well, speaking of that, I mean, as a Bruins fan, I'm kind of excited to see what Torch is, what you know, what's he's going to get into next week when we start. Because you mentioned it last last week, all the torch stories and all his antics. Oh, he's gonna it's it, gonna be entertaining. It works. The referees read all the headlines. They read everything, and they they get affected by it. So he's probably already working the media right now, talking about how the Bruins get away with uh, this on faceoffs. So you got to watch out when Marchant goes to the net. He's you know Slewfoot's guys or Spears guys or this and that. So Torts is a master of manipulating the refs. It's it's a gift. Did you see you got an article written up about the podcast? No, what happened? It's SB about- Nation picked it up. Hold on. Larry's talking, everybody. Hold on. Sorry, everyone. Larry, welcome to be it here. It won't happen again. I just want to point out, we got all new mixing boards, so Larry's all jacked up, and now he's got his own mic. So I don't know if this is a good thing or not, but Larry has free reign to talk whenever he wants. So, okay, there's an article about the podcast. Do you have it in front of you? I don't, but basically SB Nation picked it up. Just pulled out a couple of the comments you made about... um. Just torts. Just, just it was titled John Scott Skates Tort. Skates, skates, skates. Oh, that's I didn't skate them. I was just telling the truth. I know, they're they're, they're so just trying either. to get headlines. They're reaching. Funny. That's a reach. That's a clickbait article. Very. All right. and I'm, I'm sorry. It. I won't. I won't talk again. Larry, turn your mic off. But anyways, let's do our round round two predictions. Let's try to be a little bit better this round. Let's let's go through. Well, we'll start with the the most. Intriguing matchup, Carolina and Islanders. Ooh. What do you got, Tim? I mean, I guess Islanders. Right? They were able to pull it off in four games against Pittsburgh, so they're obviously gelling. Unless they haven't played in probably a week at this point. Yeah, though. I was just going to bring that up. Is, is the rest going to affect them like it did with the Penguins, who obviously were flat because they weren't playing for much going into the playoffs? Well, I mean, John, you played in the NHL. How did, what do you think about that? I think Carolina's going to have... The edge to first game, just because they've been playing that kind of hob cocky. The Islanders have been just practicing for the last week and a half. So uh, the Islanders, I think, will squeak out the first game. Or excuse me, the Hurricanes will, but I think the Islanders will take it in six. Carolina, they have just like surprised me. Yeah. They're just a Charlie Hustle team. It's unbelievable. And Justin Williams, Mr. Game 7. Mr. Game 7. If it gets to 7, then I'm going to pick Carolina. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll revise my pick if it gets to 7. That guy doesn't lose in Game 7s. He's incredible. It's unbelievable. All right. So we're both taking the Islanders. Boston, Columbus, obviously. Boston. You're taking the Bruins. I'll take the Bruins, too. Now, this is an interesting one. St. Louis, Dallas. 
Who do you got? I'm going to take the Blues. The Blues. Okay. I really like Dallas's game. They're a very similar team. They're a defensive-minded team. I think Dallas's offense has taken off. Radulov is just firing. Sagan and Ben, is the president going to come out and apologize for his yes. comments during the regular season? Seriously, he owes him one. He owes him a public apology, an article in the Dallas Free Press. They got a full page. Full page article saying, I'm sorry. Or you know what he's going to do? He's like, look what I did. Yeah, he's got him going. Credit for it. Yeah, he's patting himself on the back. He's like, yeah, I'm going to do that every year. Well, you mentioned Radulov too. I mean, he's one of those guys. When he turns on, he's as good as almost anyone in this league. Yeah, he's not consistent enough to be a superstar. But when he's on, he is firing. He's scary good. He's so good with the puck. He makes plays, especially when he's playing with Sagan and Ben. Like they have a really talented team. Yeah, I'm taking Dallas. I'm taking Dallas there. And then San Jose, my guys versus Colorado, the Avs. Who do you got? Sharks. Me too. Sharks got it. As bad as my bracket was in the first round, my my Stanley Cup prediction was Sharks and Bruins, so that is still alive. That's my one redemption point. Yeah. And then I'm taking Sharks in the Cup final versus Boston. I think that's that's everyone's pick probably right now just because I think those are the only two teams that most people know. The other three teams are like a who's who of teams in the NHL. Yep. But hey, I got a Sharks player to be on the podcast, Larry. I just texted him right now. Because we were talking about the Sharks. Do you want me to patch them in? Yeah. We can do the call on the podcast? Let's do it. I, I was just texting as we were talking. It's my guy, Mr. OT himself. Goodrow, Barkley. Oh, You got Goodrow to come on the show? I got Goody. I just texted him. He's like, I just got out of practice. Give me a call. Let's do it. So let's. he's calling right now. Can you patch him in? All right. It's on. Let's go. Right, boom. See you, everybody. Oh, nice. Well, thank you for talking to me. So I don't do many of these interviews. I've only done two. You're my second. So we'll see how it goes. I just started. I know I started this podcast last year and it's like going huge. It's unreal. Yeah, I've I've seen it on Twitter. What? Whoa. I've seen it. Well, maybe it's just because I follow you, but. Well, that's probably why. Thank you for following me, by the way. So I don't want to take up much of your time, maybe 10, 15 minutes. I'll, I know you're super important. You probably have, what, USA Today, Sports Illustrated coming up, and you got lots of stuff lined up. Yeah, a couple of cover photos, yeah. Well, from the head down or waist down, waist down, neck down, just to get your face out of it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a face for photos. All right, buddy. Well, let's uh, here. Let's bang it out, and I'll let you get on your way. Thank you for doing this, by the way. All right. Yeah, yeah, no worries. All right, so Goody, it's the second. Was it the second overtime or the first? First. First overtime. When was the, when was your last shift before that? Uh, it was. Well, I was on for the goal. They tied it up. So last minute of regulation. So you were dash three going into overtime. And did I you was, think? Yeah. Did you think the coach was going to ice you? Um, I wasn't wasn't really sure how I was going to play out. Obviously, we had. No, no paths. So, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so the, the lines kind of got all mixed up, but we were we were rolling three lines, so I was kind of just just sitting there, being patient, staying ready. What do you do to stay ready on the bench? Do you shake your legs? Do you chatter a little bit? Do you what? what what's the good row method to stay in it? Honestly, in a game like that, it's not very difficult. Like the crowd was so loud, it was so intense that you know it's it was no problem at all. Just, I know I was watching you know, those highlights. Stay, I couldn't stay in a part of the game. game. Like, oh, it was nuts. I watched the, the game the next morning because it was so late over here. I literally got goosebumps 
in that like five minute span. It was nuts. Like, oh, I can't imagine being on the bench for all that stuff. It must have been crazy. It was insane. Like, I know it got loud when you got that empty netter for your third of the season. But was it that it, loud? It, it might have surpassed that. Whoa. Because I know that yeah. set some kind of records in the, in the California area when I hit that empty net goal. You were on the ice for that. I remember turning around. I was on the ice. I, was, I think I was more happy than you were. Did you get an apple on yeah, that? I, think I, I don't think so. I think just a plus. But <laughs> well, you need a probably a small – there was probably a small earthquake when, when that went in. Well, I, all of this was just the tip of the iceberg until overtime. You guys were peppering them with shots. They were coming at you. And then how did you – I don't even – you got on the ice somehow. And you must have had fresh legs. Uh, you played, what, like seven minutes? Or did you just jump on? DeBoer didn't even call your name. So that was my second shift of overtime. Oh, okay. So, yeah, my, my legs were good. I – just gotten on the ice about maybe 10 seconds before that. I was kind of on the four check and then the puck came out into the neutral zone. That's when uh, Carlton stepped up and intercepted a pass. Oh, we, we all saw it, Goody. It was, it was beautiful. Yeah. Back, backhand to forehand. Puck was rolling a little bit. It was, I didn't know you had those type of hands. <laughs> Come on, you see me in practice. I know. That's why I said that. I didn't know you had those type of hands. <laughs> I've, I've seen you in practice. <laughs> <laughs> no man it was so sick so you get swarmed the boys are all over you what was the mood in the room I, gotta be good it was yeah it was unbelievable it was you know obviously a ton of emotion just you know coming back in the series coming back in the game like with the rivalry we have with them it, it was just there was a lot of emotion. In it. Oh, yeah. So what was going on with the chirping between Reeves? That really bothered me how he went after Jumbo like that. Was he really, like, what's his deal? Was it as bad as everybody made it out to be with, like, the coach chirping Cooch? And, every like, I watched most of the games, and I didn't really see Cooch or Pavs or anybody do anything too offside. It just seemed like everybody made it out to be, like, a big issue. Was it, like, a big deal on the ice? I don't – I don't – I'm not really sure. I don't know. I think they were – they were unhappy with with Cooch for they thought he was over embellishing a, a high stick call, which he wasn't. Like his, his teeth were were chipped, so you can't really yeah. take that. But um, no, I'm not really sure what was going on. But you know, with, it's crazy the rivalry we've built over two years. They've been in the league, so it's it's definitely a nice feeling when you can come back and and beat those guys and stick it to them. I wish I was on the team so I could just put Reeves in his place. I was like so irate with what he said about Reeves. Jumbo was texting me. He's like, oh, big, I wish you were on the team, baby. I wish you were back just for one game. Like, I know, Jumbo. I know. Next year. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was yeah, I was maybe. so glad you go. What's that? Go ahead, Goody. I was going to say, maybe you got to come out of retirement. I can barely keep up in my men's league, Goody. I haven't worked out since my last shift, and that is the truth. So nothing's changed. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I was a workout machine in San Jose at my time. I used to take the young guys, for those of you who don't know, and I would take them on um, boot camps. So it would be me and the young guys, and i teach them how to live live the right way when you make the show. Right, Goody? I, I would teach them how to eat the right things. I mean, and- I, was, I was a young guy at that point. I don't remember receiving an invite to this boot camp. I think it was just the guys who I thought were going to make it because you see a lot of guys come through. I think it was just Tierns, yeah. maybe me and him. I showed him what you know, what it yeah. takes to be a pro. 
<laughs> I didn't yeah, love you, the you weight room. For, you look for guys with similar skill sets. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of back checking. Lots of just, you know, keeping it simple. It's very easy, my game. <laughs> so now you won this series. You're pretty much going to win the cup, right? Can we just call it? Can we get a Barkley Goudreau stamp? Cups win? No problem. Where's the after? I mean, if we went three more series, yeah. Uh... I know. I'm excited for you guys. So you got Colorado next, kind of wild. Um, what's what's uh, pretty much you just got to score on their goalie, right? That's all they have. And that first line shut them down. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy, right? Yeah. I mean, you saw, you know, pretty dominant performance over, over Calgary. So I think they're, you know, they're a deep team. They they got lots of skills. So. Yeah, and, uh, it's gonna be. I know you can't say much. Require a lot of a lot of sharks, sharks hockey, just the way we play to to be successful. What is what is sharks hockey? What what is Barkley Goudreau? <laughs> what do you do, Goody, to bring to the table? What do I do? Yeah, what do you? What's your game? I think I uh, I think I work hard. You know, try to try to provide momentum for for the team, be on the fourth line. It's, you know, just spend as much time in the offensive zone as you can try to keep them uh out of your end and you know, just kill penalties and win face-offs fourth yeah it's it's a i think that's the fourth line is pretty much don't give up any goals chip in every once in a while and yeah now play special teams which is huge and you're doing a good job goody i've like really been impressed with the way your games progressed i remember when i saw you in camp the first year as a vet, you're always like, God, I hope this guy doesn't make the team. I really hope he doesn't make the team. <laughs> and there's a couple guys because they could take your spot. And you're like, I do, this guy's good. I don't want him to make the team. And then he makes the team. And I was like, man, come on. Like, But then you turned out to be a really cool guy. So I was happy that you were nice. But then like a guy like Mirko Mueller makes a team. And you're like, how does this happen? But you remember Mirko? I used to give him such a hard time every single day. I literally would every day, I'm like, Mirko, this is it. Your fantasy camp's over. You're going to be sent down. <laughs> I think he did get sent down one of those days. It was so great. No, he was, uh, he was up all year. Was he, he really? Left to go to, I think he just left to go to World Juniors. Oh. Doug's a good GM, but I think that was one of his missteps. And I think he would admit it. Because I, I think Mirko, I don't know how we got off topic. Why did you bring him up, Goody? You're so bad. No, I did All not right. bring him up. The Raptors are in the playoffs. The Raptors, yeah. How excited are you and Cooch? Do you watch every single game? Um. Yeah. Yeah. When we can, it's uh, they got Philly this round, so it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good series, but I think uh, I think the Raps can take them. And then the true test is gonna be against the Bucks in the in the conference final. Whoa! You're already predicting the Bucks over the Celtics. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think Bucks win. I think Raps win, and then we gotta yeah. we gotta stop the Greek Freak. Wow! And then who do you guys play in the Cup Finals? <laughs> I'm kidding. Isn't it crazy? All the top seeds that have lost. It's nuts. I was just looking at the round two thing. I was like, holy cow, especially in the East. I was like, what is happening? Or even in the West, Calgary has gone too. you guys pretty much just have to show up and you'll win the cup. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I think the the first time all all the the two top seeds in these conference are out after the first round. I know it's nuts. All the wild card teams are in. So, you know, it just shows the, the parody in the league. Anyone, anyone can win. Nah, it's pretty cool. So how's Pavs? How's his face? Pavs is great. 
Pops is good. He's a uh, he's a warrior. He is a warrior. How many teeth did you guys lose this series? Jesus, I don't even know. Keeping Cooch Pavs. You told me you had to get better. What were you doing today to get better? What's your What's going on with you? You probably take a hot tub and a steam. What did you do today to get better? We were texting earlier, and you're like, "I got to get better." You probably took a hot tub yeah. and a steamer, and you watched TV for 45 minutes. Uh, you know, just getting out early on practice, tipping pucks, f- finishing around the net. You know, you know what it's like. <laughs> I don't. I would try to get to the drills, and they would say, "Beat it, nerd! You're unwanted here." <laughs> you know um, what do you What do you think about the Jays' big debut coming Friday? With Vladdy Jr. I, well, yeah. does he does it ruin a year of his contract now? Well, he's already. I'm not sure what it's like after this, but I know he's already like that 15 days at the beginning of the season. Oh, so they, he's already so okay. He so was, he, saved he a year. up. So yeah, they saved a year of like RFA rights or whatever. Well, I'm excited. They, they need something, man. They are just well, they're like they're almost 500, but it is just sad how bad they are now. It's just it's tough to yeah, watch. Them. They need a they need a boost, something to they need a player for the crowd to rally around, I think. I know. Well they have that other guy too, the Bichette. I don't know. It should be good, buddy. So I don't want to take up much of your time. Say hi to the boys, Jumbo Burnsy, they're all doing good. Yeah, they don't like you much, but I'll tell you say What? Hi. No, that's not nice. <laughs> that's not nice. All right, Goody. Let's do this again next week, buddy. Cheers. All right, thanks, Johnny. See ya. And that was Barkley. Such a good guy. Tim? Yeah? He's a stud. Yeah. Awesome guy. Got to be uh, pretty happy with his performance. Overtime winner. And that's tough when you don't play all game. Seven minutes is not a lot. And then to be thrown on the overtime. You get cold, right? Well, you just get, yeah, and you're nervous. You're like, I don't want to mess up. He was already dash three that game. So you got to be a little nervous. And for him to come through in the clutch, like, ugh, it's got to feel pretty good. He sounded, he sounded pretty cool and confident, too. He wasn't too, like, you know, up in the stars about it, you know, 24 hours later. Well, I'm yeah. sure he's a lot different in the room. And you can't say much when you're a player. Yeah. You, you can't really, like, be honest about how you really feel. He's got to be over the moon, jacked up, excited for what happened. I'm sure his phone blew up. I texted him and I never text him. Like, I'm not going to text Kadro. I'm te- texting Jumbo. You know what I mean? So good for him. I'm happy for the kid. Nice guy. Hopefully he can carry that momentum to cup finals. I want San Jose to win so bad. I would love it if they won. I'm on the next flight to California to celebrate. I'm going to bring the whole family. We're just going to enjoy the San. I might even get a ring out of it. Who knows? I might be their mascot. We'll, we'll, we'll try to, you know, we'll, we'll work that into something. But anyways, good on Goody for calling. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, appreciate the support and we will talk to you guys soon. Peace.